I'm Rob Sesternino, and we've got a great show today. Three-time Survivor legend Jerry Manthe will join us for this edition of the show where survivors that you want to hear from get recruited to come on the show by this woman. Here she is, the great Teresa T. Bird Cooper. T. Bird, how are you? Hey, Rob, I'm doing good. And how are you doing? Yes, doing uh, very well. A little bit uh, weary after a long week. I was away uh, in New York. I went uh, coast to coast since the last time we've talked. And here we are back with more Talking with T-Bird. Hey, don't forget you had a birthday last week. I did have a birthday last week. Yes. How, yes. how, how was your birthday? Happy birthday. Yes. Thank you, T-Bird. It was fine. 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 Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the three-time Survivor legend that we're talking to today has just had a birthday as well, and she has just turned 50. Wow. I can't even, I cannot even believe that. Played in Australia, played in All-Stars, Heroes versus Villains. When was her she birthday? This mo- September 5th. September 5th. Yep. Last month. Yep. I can't believe yep. it. Just turned 50. Yeah. Three-time legend. She's the very, very first female villain. Hmm. Very first one. The original, Jeff Probst called her the original Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Great so. character. Can't wait to talk to Jerry today. Yeah. Very excited to have Jerry on the podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, she used to be on the podcast uh, a bit back, uh, way back when. But uh, it's been a few moments since we've talked to Jerry on the podcast. Well, I can't wait to see what she's been up to. And I'm telling you, after researching her and looking back, she's done a lot of stuff, Rob, way before she graced us with Survivor Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the last time I talked to Jerry on the podcast, I think it was 2012. So it has been eight years since we've heard from Jerry on Rob as a podcast. How about that? Gosh, that's that's. I'm excited, and I know the RHAP fans are going to be so excited to hear from her, too, because when you think old school, you've got to absolutely 100% have Jerry Manthe in the top five. Mm -hmm. For definite sure. For definite sure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what are you up to, T-Bird? Well, let's see. I'm doing a little bit of flying, and as you know, I was all excited about the Braves uh, hopefully going to the World Series last week, mm. and well, that kind that kind of that, that. kind of fell yeah that kind of fell apart. Oh well, there's yeah. uh, always next year, always next year. Okay, so yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, all right. Well, we had a fun run. We had a fun run. It was a fun run. Okay, there's always next year. Yeah, T-Bird. 
That's all right. That's exactly right. Mets are going to be loaded, but what are you going to do? All right. T-Bird. So (laughs) before we get to Jerry Manthe, let me just take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And this is one of my favorites, Bub's Naturals. Bub's Naturals believes that feeling and performing at your best should be possible at any age, whether you're 40, 50, or 60, or beyond. It starts with adding two simple ingredients to your daily routine, collagen peptides and MCT oil. Not everybody's like T-Bird where that they have a youthful exuberance that they can run on the treadmill like it's nothing. That for the rest of us, we have to put in some work to become that kind of high-performance individual. Bubs Naturals, they are proud to be used by some of the best athletes in the world, like the 2018 and 2019 World Series champs. That is not the Atlanta Braves. NFL great Nick Hardwick as well. They know the best never settle for mediocrity because over the years, our diets, they have been depleted in key nutrients that we all need uh, to perform and feel our best every day. Things like collagen, which the body slows production of in your mid-20s. That's when lines and wrinkles, aches and pains, longer recovery times, and joint and mobility issues start creeping in. T-Bird, we hate that. We do hate that. And you just told me the World Series champs use this Bub's Natural? Yeah. I gotta, get the bra- I gotta get the Brave. I gotta get the Braves onto this. That's probably what happened to them last week. <laughs> yeah. That's why they can't get it done. Uh, instead of starting the day with fast-acting energy from clean-burning fats and proteins, most people try to mask their lethargy with starchy pastries, sweetened smoothies, and pitchers of caffeine. Uh, Bub's Naturals is unlike the other collagen products to choose from. None match Bub's in terms of quality or care. Bub's collagen dissolves easily in hot or cool drinks, and it's highly bioavailable, so your body can use it fast. I I drink it every single morning, T-Bird. No lie. Really? What do you do? You put it in your water or is it a separate you know, standalone drink? I mix it drink? with almond milk. I mix it with almond milk and I oh. shake it up. Uh, it's 100% sustainably sourced, grass-fed, and pasture-raised collagen peptides. No flavors, fillers, or impurities. Because I'll tell you what, you know what? One, you know, I want to, you know, I got to try to keep my youthful appearance, T-Bird. And then two, that, uh, you know, I don't want any of these uh, joint problems. That once, once joint goes, that's it. Yes, yeah, a big thing when you're as you as you're getting a little more mature with running. Yeah, so your well, joints are something anywhere, you really want to think about. I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, and and also Bub's MCT oil powder. They give you the fast acting energy and enhanced mental focus of MCT without the oil slick. The powdered MCT oil. It's great. I put it in coffee and it's fantastic. And I'm somebody I hate powdered creamer. This is. I think it tastes even better than putting cream in the coffee. MCT oil powder. I, I was skeptical. I did not think that I would like it, and I love it. It gives you everything you love about MCT oil. You'll actually enjoy drinking it as well. Plus, 10% of every Bub's Natural sale goes to charity, so you'll feel great while still doing good. Get 20% of your first order when you use the promo code RHAP at Bub's, that's B-U-B-S, Naturals, Dot com. That's 20% off with promo code RHAP at bubs, B-U-B-S, naturals.com. All right. We got Jerry on the line. T-Bird, take it away. In 2012, Jeff Probst told Entertainment Weekly, quote, there just aren't as many colorful women characters in Survivor history. 
for whatever reason, we're loaded with interesting guys, end quote. Well, our guest today absolutely does not fall into that category. In season 16, Survivor Micronesia, we watched the Black Widow Brigade using the men to their advantage and then discarding each of them when they were done. But rewind to season two, the Australian Outback, the highest ranked of all the 40 seasons with an average 30 million plus viewers per episode, where Probst has described our guest today as the, quote, original Black Widow. She was our guilty pleasure. She was complicated. She was straightforward, honest, stubborn, seductive, at times abrasive, flirtatious, manipulative, and independent. She was our first female villain, our love-to-hate villainess that has been described much the same as an evil Bond girl. But don't for a minute think that her straightforward and honest approach to the game has not been appreciated by her many fans. We quickly learned that she wasn't playing a, quote, character. She was playing herself. It was a game, but she brought her real-life self into the game. And she makes no apologies for that. She has commented that of the three seasons she has played, Survivor All-Stars Season 8 was so horrific, I blocked out most of it, she says. Heroes versus Villains Season 20, which she has said was great because she got deep into the game, Final Four, had the family visit, and won some individual and reward challenges. But her favorite was Australia because of the environment and knowing they were trailblazing. We would soon see more of our guest on the cover of Playboy in September 2001. This former Hooters girl born in Stuttgart, Germany, has done it all, from bartender to appearing in music videos for Def Leppard and Faith Hill, appearing on the reality shows Blind Date, The Surreal Life, to name only a few. This beautiful, amazing, fascinating, fiercely independent, intriguing woman will tell you she has never been bored a day in her life, has recently turned 50, and she has not slowed down. A private chef, jewelry designer, gardener, wine tour guide, photographer, audiobook narrator, producer, host, actress who enjoys making and selling soup, throwing dinner parties, and is continuously tackling one home improvement after the other and is mom to the love in her life, her precious Shih Tzu, Little Rocky Girl. I proudly introduce to you this larger-than-life, one-of-a-kind, what-you-see-is-what-you-get, captivating, alluring, real, authentic, unique legend who has played an impressive total of 89 days on Survivor. I introduce to the RHAP fans my friend Jerry Manthe. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Rob, Rob, cue the music. Cue the music. Cue <laughs> oh, the music, Rob. All right, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. For, okay, here we go. Cue the music. Okay. <laughs> but I think you're going to need to explain to the audience why you're playing that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, Jerry, first of all, did I get everything right in your intro? Sometimes I get a little creative and I pull out things that aren't completely 
correct, but was everything correct? Yes. Uh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, that yeah. was a lot so to you- unpack. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> T-Bird, I think people are going to really love that Jeff Probst quote that you found. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Jerry, that's, a, that's an infuriating quote, by the way. <laughs> I mean, gosh, but, I yes. mean, I couldn't help it. I, I, I was researching you, Jerry, and I saw that quote. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I mean, this is perfect for, for talking to Jerry because, Jerry, you have you <laughs> captivated us from the beginning. Now, weren't you in... Faith Hill's video, Peace of My Heart. <laughs> I was, yes. yes. Yeah, that was like oh, back in 1994, I think. <laughs> so, you know what? I was fascinated. So, Jerry, for the last two weeks, so ever since you, you had contacted me and said, yes, we'll do this, I'm on. I'm on. I have been listening to that song as I'm researching you, and my husband, Glenn, has says, please stop with that song. Yeah. I love it. So anyway. T-Bird is so okay. excited about that song that she's been talking about it all week about, uh, did you know that Jerry's into the video for that? Did you see the you video, know, T-Bird? Uh, a t- yes, a time or two. A time or two. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did see the video. Jerry, you are it's in the video a crazy. lot. Well, I played her best friend, and uh, a little bit of information, a background story on that particular job I booked. It was the first time in my whole life somebody said to me when I walked in the door, we need to straighten your hair. Yeah. (laughs) And it was Orlando, Florida, which is incredibly humid. And next thing you know, I had the biggest hair on the set. It was not not a good look. (laughs) Yeah. The plot of the video is like Faith Hill is like at some like outdoor cafe. And then there you are at the table with her as like she, there's this suitor that's trying to like uh, get her to leave the like nice brunch you're having. Yes, exactly. And she chose her girlfriends over a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great video. So, And Jerry, yeah, I kept watching it and your hilarious. hair and now you just explained why your hair looks so so long. I th- kept thinking, it's, I know that's Jerry, but I don't think of her hair being that long. But they straightened it. So it was that long. Yes. It w- well, it was really long back then, too. At some point, I had my hair down in my butt, which was just ridiculous. It was the 80s, or actually the 90s. Yeah. The 90s. <laughs> <laughs> which felt like the 80s to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, how have you been? Oh, man. It, wow. That is such a loaded question nowadays, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's been a really interesting situation here in California. Um, the fires and mm-hmm. oh, the pandemic and yeah. the election and blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty crazy, it's a crazy time to be alive for sure. But I have been uh, keeping myself very busy, like T-Bird said, with all my house projects (laughs) and i actually um i'm working as a private chef right now so whoa i've been working this whole time yeah another one of my my skills yeah (laughs) so i've been staying busy and pretty happy you know as long as i don't dig too deep into the news i do pretty good Mm -hmm. yeah same (laughs) what so are you a baseball fan jerry what about the dodgers huh no, <laughs> uh, I don't 
really care about baseball. Don't, yeah, don't I was going to say, I don't that. think that I didn't remember ever hearing that, that you're a, a big baseball fan, T-Bird. Not everybody's no. like you, T-Bird, with the Braves. No, but you know what? I'm one of those weird people that I love going to actual baseball games, but I usually go like the, here we go to the San Francisco Giants, you know, back when we could. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of the game was eating. I mean, there's so much good food at that stadium. I didn't even know who was winning or losing half mm-hmm. the time. I was so busy, like, you know, writing <laughs> reviews about the crab sandwich and the, you know, the kraut. Yes. <laughs> I love the food at a baseball game. And so you mentioned being a private chef, and now you're talking about the food at a baseball game. What is your favorite meal to cook or your most requested oh, meal as a private chef? Um. I get asked that all the time. I, I make, I cook everything. I just, I like good food. I've been, I'm very fortunate. I've traveled a lot. I've eaten a lot of different types of food and I get people requesting all kinds of different types of food, Italian, Indian, I know, whatever I I can make it all. Um, I don't think there's anything particularly my favorite. What's your specialty? Um, Well, my specialty, my specialty style, I would say, is just rustic comfort food. Um, I'm, I found a niche with that. Actually, my current client is uh, an elderly man, and I'm just making food that makes him feel like he's getting hugged on the inside, and it it makes him happy. And that's really why. Oh. I'm doing what I do. I just like to make people happy with food. And right now we all need that. Yeah. Jerry, can you give some examples of what would you say is rustic comfort food? Um, gosh. All like right. Like mac and cheese. Pot roast with vegetables and roasted potatoes. Um, I love doing steaks, like a nice, thick, juicy bone-in ribeye chop. Um, with like a chimichurri sauce and um, I like roasting vegetables a lot, especially right now. Um, it's nice to have the oven on too. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else? Lasagna. Oh, I make a killer lasagna. Um, yeah, just things that, you know, make you feel like you got hugged on the inside. Soups. I mean, I'm clearly I have a thing with soups. I started a soup business in January and it took off. It went, it was so insane. I couldn't keep up with the orders. I had to stop doing it till I could figure out how to expand the business. And that's when I got the private chef job. So I love making soups. Wow. What's your specialty soup? Yeah. Um, yes, you are. I minestrone. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to cook with whatever's seasonal. Basically I have a, killer garden on my property that I live on Mm -hmm. and I'll go out there and just pick a bunch of vegetables and come inside and make you know dinner wow I just I like eating fresh foods yeah yeah you should everyone should grow their own food yes so you're also a wine (laughs) tour guide so you're a wine tour guide Jerry so you know with all this delicious food you're cooking you are pairing this food with your favorite wine right yeah yeah, I, I live in Napa okay. Valley. That's what we do here. Yeah. Um, and because I'm I'm actually a full-time private chef right now, I'm not, not doing wine tours, but I did do those for three years. Um, it was a great uh, situation where I got to learn about Napa Valley and what makes this place so 
unique and amazing and why the wines here are so unbelievable. Uh, and I learned more about wine than I could have ever imagined, honestly. More than it, I should probably know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't just simply drink a glass of wine anymore. I'm ruined. <laughs> so what, what type of wine are we going to pair with that delicious steak that you're going to cook for us? Which wine are you going to choose? Um, are you going to pick? Well, I mean, the obvious go-to is a good cab. I'm in cab country here, but I like cab francs. I enjoy a good Malbec. Those would be my top picks for a steak. Okay. All right. When you are doing, when you're doing the wine tour guides, do people recognize you as the Jerry? <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. It, it was absolutely insane. I think that was probably um, the hardest part for me sometimes because I'd be trying to you know talk about wine and the region and people are like so tell me on survivor <laughs> um, i i answered all their questions but i always took it right back to the wine because mm-hmm. that's what i was there for um and then it was fun on the days when nobody did recognize me and i just spent the whole day just being a wine tour guide mm-hmm. but uh, the thing is everybody in the valley knows me pretty well it's a very very small community here so a lot of them would actually bust me Mm-hmm. By about the third winery, someone would say, "You guys do know your tour guide is Jerry from Survivor, right?" And they'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I think I actually got better tips. I think when I when they would know it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think that. I would think so. So, so Jerry, you just mentioned, and this was one of the things when I was, you know, looking and, and reading about you, um, that people would recognize you, and I would imagine you would get asked the exact same three or four questions every single time. Is, is that right? Is that true? Yeah, I, I, I bet we probably all get the same three questions. All right. Was it really well, let real? Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Did they feed oh, you food I, off on the side? Where'd you go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Um, where'd you go to okay. the bathroom? <laughs> yes. So, Rob, this yes. is what I was thinking. Rob, tell me the two or three questions you think she would have been asked the most. Cause, and I'll tell you the ones I think she probably got asked so the, the most. These are the questions that I think that Jerry gets all, all the time. Jerry. Yes. Yes. Do you, okay, this is one. Are you and Colby friends? Who cooks the uh, best rice? You or Keith? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, did Kel really have beef jerky? Oh, that's a good one. And was, and was oh, Rupert's yeah. Hut really that bad? Oh, those are the four. Wow. I think. Yes, yeah. good list. You nailed Seabird. it. Yeah. <laughs> so every 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 interview that I read, Jerry, every interview I read that you have done, those were the questions everybody kept asking you over and over and over again. Yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the cow, the beef jerky thing is still. It's amazing how many times, especially in the internet, people are fascinating mm-hmm. <laughs> fascinated with that question i don't know if it's maybe because there's a whole new generation of people that just went back and started watching all the old survivors or i, I don't know mm-hmm. yeah i remember the first time that i ever got the chance to meet you i was uh, very excited about that but i'm pretty sure that that was also like one of the first things that i wanted to know also <laughs> the beef yeah, jerky I still yeah I still tell the same story because it's true. It's yeah. yeah, he had it. 
He had 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> yep. You yeah. know that Jeff years later came out in an article and said, I actually do believe Jerry was telling the truth about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really upset me. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't you have said that when the whole world turned against me? Mm-hmm. Jeff. I was thinking the most, most, most people would ask you about you and Colby. Cue the music. Rob, cue the music. T Bird, you are out of control, yeah. girl. T Bird really <laughs> okay. loves that song. <laughs> hey, everybody else is going to love it when we finish this. They're going to be watching you and playing it and working out to it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, oh my God. The resurgence well, for Faith Hill. Catchy. A comeback. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the second time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you have got to love oh, that man. you got to play every every time. All three times you've played, Colby played with you, and you have to love the fact that the the last two times you played, you finished ahead of Colby. Hell yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, believe me, that was pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry, I mean, I know you, it was difficult for you. I mean, a lot of people will play one time and it'll be an experience. They don't really want to relive. You played three times. Did each experience get better for you? Or did you just say, you know what? I'm going out there. I don't care what the fans say. I'm going to be who I am. How did you handle that from social media? Um, well, I think, you know, you called it in your intro to me. The the first time I played will always be the best just because it was so such an unknown. And I felt like the other times I played, I was constantly wincing like a child who'd been beat, you know, like waiting for the next blow to come at me. And, you know, when you don't know what you're getting into, it's, uh, I don't know. It just felt more fun. There was actually a lot of fun going on in the first time that I played, which never made the show, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the second time I played that, that was really bad. That was mm-hmm. a horrible, horrible season. And I just recently spoke with Lex. We're still really good friends. Mm-hmm. I talked to him a lot and we kind of relived some things that we both experienced. Like he still has a lot of stuff that he, and needs to get off his chest and so he he shared some stories with me i i didn't know yet about stuff that was going on so that season was really tough and then not a great season yeah no no it was the all-stars was really brutal in so many ways It, it i mean mother nature along with just the intensified backstabbing because we all knew each other i mean you know, the, way back then, Rob, what season were you on? What, what number was that? Six. Six, yeah. You remember how tiny our family was back mm-hmm. then? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just a different deal. T-Bird, what season number were you on? Three with Lex. You I was on, on Africa three? with Lex. Yes. <laughs> Jerry. So, Jerry, you know what? I, but, I know that you... You talked about with I'm just mentioning it because you just mentioned Lex and I don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, you have said somewhere that your dream team for um, 
your all-stars, your dream team was Big Tom and Lex, your dream team. And yeah. I actually talked. Okay, so I did talk to Big Tom today and Lex yesterday Aww. about you. I know it. And so I thought you might find this interesting, especially with what you were saying about Lex. But first off, Big Tom, who likes to keep it simple, he said that he'd rather have Jerry than sliced bread. Some think of cornbread. <laughs> Jerry. Okay, that's what he said. Some think of cornbread. Jerry is my cornbread and beans. I didn't know how to take her. She's so pretty, but she is real. We ended up being good friends. I love the women, T-Bird. Jerry is a capital W woman. All right, that was Big Tom. Uh, It was Big Tom. (laughs) Listen to what, this is what Lex said, and, and I think it pretty much expresses a lot of what you're saying and the emotional toll I know it took on both of y'all. Um, Lex said that I met Jerry in early old school days. We didn't have a lot in common with the other players, but we could relate to each other. Neither one of us wants to be told what to do. We won't roll over or back down and we can't be controlled. Lex said, Jerry doesn't suffer fools. She is 100% her own person, a player that can't be coerced or manipulated. She is fiercely independent. We found comfort in each other as villains. People love to hate. We just played hard, but were universally despised, so we gravitated to each other. We found comfort in each other as villains. Again, the live all-star finale at Madison Square Gardens. Lex said he was arm-in-arm with you, Jerry. He said it was two of us against the world, and their bond from here on out is forever sealed, he said. And this is the nicest thing probably anybody's ever said about anybody else. He said, Jerry's moral compass in her heart is incorruptible. Whoa. Ah, going oh. going against her. Yep, her her moral compass in her heart is incorruptible, and going against her core for a million dollars or any amount is not an option. Oh, yeah. Lex, it's true. It's true. Yeah. and wow, I wow, both of them. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Yeah, that so, is so amazing. I just love the two of them so much. I swear, you know. Me too. It's so crazy. Yeah, T Bird. You know? Did you? I, gosh, I can't even remember. Oh, you? Yeah. So he, I know. Well, Lex, Ethan, and Big Tom. So you yeah, got to play no, with my. You got to play with my three guys, Jerry. And we, you and I, never got to play together. No, we did not. Unfortunately, but and hey, he, never say never say die, Jerry. <laughs> you never know with this silly game survivor. But I'll tell you something right now. They better hurry up because at some point I'm going to be to- too old to do that shit. <laughs> oh, you got a while to go, Jerry. You don't need to worry about that. Well, so Jerry, you know, what are you-, you start getting older? Things hurt. <laughs> What I know you do I know you do a lot of home projects, but what do you do? What's your beauty regimen? What do you do? What are your beauty secrets to share with you know fifty years old you're still you're still stunning. Oh goodness. Yeah, we've never <laughs> oh, gotten thanks. this before from anybody. I know, well, Jerry. No, I <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, you know what? Less is more. I think that's probably the best advice to give someone else who's turning 50. You know, just take care of your soul. It comes from the inside. 
stay active. And I don't mean by like exercise. I'm, I'm talking like get outside. And I mean, I just, I just taught myself how to lay brick and flagstone and got out here and built myself a patio, you know, wow. that kind of stuff makes me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some really fun time-lapse uh, videos. Building the patio. An incredible project. Yeah. Yeah. You're, like on the ground. Yeah. It's crazy. Jerry, uh, we were trading some messages back and forth back in February when season 40 was going to get started. I'm, I'm curious to know if you kept up with watching season 40 play out. I watched the whole thing, yeah. Okay. All right. Could we get some was, takeaways from you? All right. Let me think about this. Um... Well, first off, I mean, the people that, you know, you had played with from way back when, uh, a lot of the old school players turned out to not do so great. Did that surprise you? Um, I was surprised how none of them seemed to be able to change up their game. Mm -hmm. You know, the newer players are much more malleable and they adapt really fast and they they think like 20 steps ahead. I think some of us older, old, old school players live in the moment and really focus on relationships and all that stuff, which I personally, that's what I loved about the, before all these immunity idols and twists and turns and stuff. I loved seeing people trying to get along with each other and getting to know each other. And, you know, that stuff was really important. Nowadays, it's just not. And that, that really bummed me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, gosh, it was a really hard season to watch too, because I was so close to uh, being on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, you see, in terms like, of if Rob you would have been the winner of season 20. Yeah. 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 Um, it was just really hard to watch the same game over and over again from, a lot of the old school players, mm-hmm. but were it was you, a good season. Were, I mean, there were so many twists and turns, but yeah, it was hard to watch. Were you sometimes. Dis- were you disappointed that Tina did not make it from your season Australia? Yeah, I thought for sure Tina was going to be on it. Yeah, I was bummed. I and in fact, I called her and she said that she didn't even get asked. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which I was very surprised about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, strange. It's strange how they end up picking who they pick, but I don't know. I just kept Wait. hearing. I guess one of the one of the things that really bothered me was everybody that's there who just turned forty was like, "Oh, well, now that I'm forty and mm-hmm. I'm so old, I was like, shut your pie hole. Forty is not old." <laughs> yeah, that's but right. I it's it's not they feel old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they all had kids. That's why they felt old. See, I don't have kids. Any, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So that's why fifty is so young to me. There's my your takeaway from my beauty advice. Don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Too late for us, Rob. <laughs> yeah, fifty with no kids must be like twenty five. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not married and I don't have a boyfriend. Smart. I'm totally single. I'm a free agent. I'm so happy right now. So smart. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a free agent. 
Oh my gosh! So Rob, we what? need to tell. We need to ask Jerry because Jerry's a producer. She does all this kind of stuff. Jerry, what do you think? I'm going to throw you a pitch about a show, a reality show called Dinner for Six. What do you think about it? It's going to be. It's going to be a matchmaking. It. Okay, it's because I want you involved in it. So, and plus, you're not involved with anybody right now. So this can be a win-win in in every direction. Okay, it's going to be dinner for six. Okay, do you know Katie Gallagher from Palau? She was the final two in Palau with Tom Westman. All right, she has come up with this idea where you get six people that are not. Help me out with this, Rob. Six single people. You're trying to match make them, and you have dinner for six. We we've got to have a chef, which you fit perfectly for that. We've got so to Jerry's have a sommelier be our, in charge of the dinner for dinner for six. She could be. Well, we want her involved in and every way we can. <laughs> yes, and we we've got to have a sommelier. If I said that right, so she can be the chef and the wine person. The Somali, yes, yep. thank you for helping with that. And then she can see the single people coming in. And if we can match her up at the same time, Rob, mm-hmm. we've, perfect. Yes. What do you think, Jerry? Dear Lord. Wait, I want Dear to Lord. The show. Dinner for six. Yeah, Jerry, could you help us people? with setting the menu for, this was Katie's idea. Katie used to be a matchmaker. And that I was saying that this sounded like a great idea for a reality show. Of uh, They would take like three single guys and uh, three single ladies and then to get them out to go to a dinner together with the hopes of, uh, you know, making some potential matches because it would be less awkward than a first date because you would have a few different people to sort of be like, sort of like keep the conversation going, less awkward pauses. And the idea was that you could potentially get, uh, you know, a couple of uh, one or two couples formed from the dinner from six. Got it. Okay. So the like odds it? are three and three, at least one. Yeah, yeah you find somebody, up. but you know, probably you have also fighting. Yeah. People are competing for the same person. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, Jerry and Jerry, we've already got the bouncers. We've Why got not? the bouncers, and yeah, the bouncers are already single. We've got the general from Marquesa. We've got Randy <laughs> oh Bailey. God, we've got Randy Bailey. Yeah, yeah he's single, and Randy <laughs> oh Bailey God, from Heroes Randy. versus Villain. Yes, Randy can be Randy. a bouncer. Yes, we and then we can have um, we gotta Who's have the hot layer to well. Uh, are we there don't eliminations, T Bird? Uh, I don't know. We've got to have to set that up. Okay, <laughs> let's set that up. But but Jerry and, we're, and we've got to have you know we've got to have the hot waiter. Somebody commented on a Twitter. Emmy Emmy Haddock on Twitter yes. said you've got to have the hot waiter. What do you think about having? Uh, let me think about that for just a minute. Uh, Colby, cue the music. <laughs> Cue the music. Come on, come on, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head for days. <laughs> All right, Jerry T. Yeah. is shot out of a cannon today. Yeah, I can tell. Is this <laughs> no, not? I've been is this t- not normal? She's very excited to talk to you today. <laughs> yeah, I've been very, very excited about this. All right, so Jerry, I'm going to get back when you were talking about almost, almost making it and winning uh, Heroes versus Villains. So you made it to the final four. So, you know, you also said somewhere that your dream team for Heroes versus Villains was, I believe, Sandra and Russell. Do you remember saying that somewhere? No. For your dream team? You mean at the end? Okay. 
at the well just at the just two people that you would no just who your dream team would be like you said lex and big tom for uh for um all stars. Oh God! And then you no, said I definitely four. never said that. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, can right. you oh. actually, could Jerry? Could you talk a little bit about what was it like to work with Russell in terms of uh, being being out there with him? Was that a positive experience or a negative experience? It was one of the most grueling, disgusting situations I've ever Uh-oh. been in, and I had to really draw deep from within of my my acting skills to mm-hmm. pretend as if I wasn't completely disgusted 24 mm-hmm. seven. Does that sum it up for you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Would this be a bad I've time to say what more he's despicable? Uh-oh. I've never, I've never met a more despicable person in my life. I, I you know, I, I can pretty much find a redeeming quality about any human being on the planet that I encounter except him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, it got quiet. Yeah, T-Bird, what were you going to say? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, so I was going to say, I, I did get a comment from Russell about Jerry. And I got to tell you, it's gone the other way from the from Jerry's comment about Russell. Okay, so he says about Jerry, I had a lot of fun playing with Jerry. I trusted her more than pretty much everybody in Heroes versus Villains. If we ever end up on the same tribe again, I would for sure want to work with her. Oh, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that just uh, that just shows everyone what a great actress I am. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You know what, Russell? Russell's only saying that stuff because he thinks that that it might actually happen. But there's no way Russell's ever going to play Survivor again. He's mm-hmm. too much of a legal legal liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you about some of the other people from Heroes versus Villains in terms of how they uh, fared with season 40. Uh, were you surprised to see uh, Sandra end up going out in the way that she did? Um, what, on, on this last season yes, 40? Yes, on, 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 here, on, on, season, on season 40. No, I wasn't surprised. I mean, she quit every challenge and sat everything out. So mm-hmm. it, she already had $2 million. Why should she suffer? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that you're talking about from, from leaving was, the edge of extinction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely was not surprised about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mean in terms of the choice that she made right before she got yeah, overall that she ended up trying to uh, get, give Denise her idol to play to potentially uh, vote Tony out of the game. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell she was thinking. <laughs> that, that's definitely not Sandra's style. She's, you know, mm-hmm. as long as it's not me is yeah. her usual gameplay, which seems to get her very far in the game. I don't know why anyone would give someone else their idol. Mm-hmm. That's just silly to me. Yeah. How about Rob, yeah. who you were there with in season eight, and then ultimately part of the group that voted him out in season twenty? Were you uh, surprised with how he played in this season? No, he played the same exact game he's played every single time he's ever played Survivor. Mm-hmm. Where you know he he's so manipulative and controlling that he won't let people get up to go to the bathroom without. <laughs> Accusing them of looking for an idol. Mm-hmm. It, 
it was really, like I said, it was very hard to watch. Um, it, it makes me very, um, it triggers me a lot. I will say that just the, the level of control that he tries to have over everybody. And you can't do that when you're playing with people who are as savvy and good at the game as was everybody on season 40. I mean, what's the part of it that triggers you? Um, well, because I've been through it myself Mm -hmm. with him, you know, I I remember getting up to go to the bathroom and he's like, someone needs to follow her. So she doesn't look for an idol. And I was like, dude, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm taking the shovel for a reason. Nobody needs to follow me. And so what if I was looking for an idol? Who who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of stuff is just not, it's not cool Mm -hmm. on any level. And it's, you know, it's like throwing your gameplay out there in front of anybody, everybody anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm paranoid. I, don't, I just, yeah, it's hard to watch. So, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think Rob's downfall? Not Boston Rob. Rob C. What do you think Rob C's downfall was in All Stars? Rob C. Sister Nino. <laughs> what are you trying to get me to do here, T-Bird? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't on his tribe. That's a good question for Rob C. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you did. I I mean, I still yeah, remember. I don't know what I did either, oh. Jerry, to be honest. I mean, I think Could you were you guys- intimidating. Back then, everybody was like really scared of you. For you what? So good for at what? Playing the I, game. I, that, that, uh, but now everybody knows me. They know not that I'm not that uh, intimidating. I mean, I wish we would have been on the same tribe. I would have same. totally loved to work with you. <laughs> yeah. Not to not to mention, I you know, I swear I will never forget that scene where you pretended to be Jeff Probst and got everyone to act like a character <laughs> and make fun of everybody. That's the kind of stuff that I loved about survivor once upon a time is just when people take a moment and get really silly and yeah. have fun because it's so miserable well that those moments are so far and few between and those right. are gems no i was with a group that was <laughs> yeah. not very did not really want to have fun and, and i and i like to joke around and i like to you know uh play games and stuff like that but you know rob can be a little bit sour when when he's out there uh, you know, w- with all due respect to your friend Amber, that you know she was sort of uh very much just on the same page as Rob, Alicia, who you played with as well. She uh, that I find her that she was so fun in real life, but I was very surprised that when we got out there on Survivor, she was uh also kind of a stick in the mud in terms of being. She did not want to uh, you know have any fun whatsoever. And Big Tom and Sue Hawk were the only people that I thought were you know had any sort of like. like a sense of humor and wanted to joke around when we're out there yeah so wait were you this is so crazy it's been so long you were on rob's yes jerry so they they put two robs on one tribe i know that's crazy (laughs) what was with that okay just let me throw this out there turning 50 does affect your memory Mm -hmm. just so you know sure (laughs) well yeah that's Wow. Well, that's why they got rid of you because Rob wanted to be the only too confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he he appreciated (laughs) that too much either. Oh, my God. That that season sucked. 
ass. <laughs> I mean, I was on the worst tribe in the history of Survivor. Honestly, mm. the worst tribe ever. It, it was so bad. I, I, I mean, I am not a quitter. And that night of that massive, disgusting, horrifying storm, mm-hmm. I almost quit, man. I thought we were going to die, except there was nobody that I could have said, hey, I quit to because the whole crew ran away. It yeah, was, it was nuts. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you had a real so strong yeah, Rob, bond with Lex. Why haven't you played again? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't. I'm Jerry. I'm having so much fun getting to talk to everybody. <laughs> you should play again. Yeah. Well, it's not like that. It's up to me. You know, I got to be in, invited to come back. They've never invited you back? I mean, uh, the timing hasn't worked uh, out exactly, Jerry. Wow. Well, let's hope. If there is, in fact, let's a hope. legend season, which everybody's talking about, <laughs> you better... Yeah, I'll take any season if they, if they just bring it back. And I don't need to go. I'm just be happy if it comes back on TV. Oh, you don't want to play again? I'm not dying to do it, Jerry. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I'm yeah. kind of in that same boat. And in fact, at some point, if they wait too long, I probably will die trying to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> when you're out there or or uh, like to try to get back? Well, you there. know. Yeah. If I'm like 80 years old and they're like, hey, let's do mm-hmm. the legend season. I'll be like, I think you guys waited. too. I think you guys waited a little too late. <laughs> 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 but Jerry, you were asked—you were asked to play—you were asked to play a fourth time, Blood versus Water, with your sister, right? You were supposed to be on that one. Yes, and then my sister got pregnant. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I know. And then they asked me to go on. I was married at the time. They asked me to go on with my husband, and I was like, "Oh hell no, no." Mm-hmm. I, there's no. I my private life is my private life there's no way (laughs) there's no way i guess maybe if it was a good marriage i would have been like hell yeah let's do this but no and lex lex told me that he married that he married you guys yeah yeah that was oh my god that was the best party i've ever thrown honestly my last wedding yes i've had several this was my third it was an amazing party. It was in the middle of the desert. It was uh, um, Wild West themed. Everyone dressed in costume. I had my covered wagon out there. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. There was a big keg of beer that everybody started drinking when they arrived. So that by the time we actually did the wedding ceremony, everybody was, you know, nice and warmed up. And Jerry, was, this was my idea for the theme for Survivor 41 when they could uh, film a season during the pandemic of just to uh, set up somewhere on like some ranch and do a <laughs> Wild West season. <laughs> you could have done the art design. Totally. I have. Yeah, I have all kinds of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. How did you decide on Lex being the officiant in your wedding? Um, well, cause I, I really do love him to pieces and he was ordained and I was just like, well, that sounds like a great idea. And, you know, I flew him out there and mm-hmm. it was also an excuse to see him and spend some time with him. And, um, I just knew he would get into it 
and he I had him wear like a a Wild West, uh, like a sheriff like priest out, like a priest outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm telling you, it was the best party I've ever thrown. It was just unreal. There was a trampoline right next to where we were doing our vows so that all the kids could hang out on the trampoline while we were giving our vows. It was hilarious. Cherry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you're you are... the Alabama Hills. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> so, Jerry, you are such a public person. You you are. I mean, you're. You just said. Did you say you've been married three times? Yeah. Did you say that? That is nowhere anywhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I think you said it, but I mean, nowhere. There's the research I've done. I finally found a picture of the one guy, and then Lex said, "Well, you know, I officiated her wedding," and I'm like. That was it. That's the only personal, personal stuff I had on you. So that's a very well-kept secret. Well, that was a very well-kept secret. Well, I I mean, I've been honest about it. I guess people just didn't think it was interesting enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well... Jerry, yeah. I, I remember the fir- the first time that I got to uh, meet you, we went to lunch in New York City. Do you remember any of this? Oh, my gosh. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Remind me. So it was... <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it, this was back... This was the spring of 2003. And we went to lunch. And we must have gone to like... A, we went to some... De- it might have been like the Carnegie Deli. And we went to... Uh, have lunch and it was right after my finale and I went we went to go get uh, get uh, a sandwich and then you got recognized by a very famous uh, TV person Ryan Seacrest was there wow <laughs> and and get this T-Bird that Jerry said that, that she that she had she knew Ryan Seacrest well because they went on a date <gasps> Cue the music! Cue the music! Cue the music! Oh my god! Oh, that's hilarious! Oh my god! I do remember lunch at the Carnegie Deli. Yes! Yeah, I don't remember Ryan Seacrest being there. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah, because it was that all the upfronts were going on. So he was at the Fox upfront with American Idol, and oh yeah, my God. yeah, that that yeah. Uh, what what a week. So yeah, Rob, I, it's not that I I did go on a date with him. It was before he was a big, you know, just celebrity. a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was on the radio back mm-hmm. then, and he complained one time on the radio. I was driving home from work, and I heard him go, "He, I'm, you know, I'm single. You know, I just can't meet anybody, and I'm just so lonely." And so I stole his phone number from years before when I first moved to LA in 1995. I was bartending, and he came into the nightclub with his manager, and his manager was trying to set us up. And when you were 25 years old. And, you know, I was like, whatever, but I had his phone number. And so I called him up. I was like, Hey, so I just heard you on the radio complaining that you can't find anybody to go on a date with. I said, 
let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. Right. So what'd you do? Yeah. What was the date? What and he's like, is do? this the girl from the Faith Hill video? <laughs> Kid <the> music! <laughs> You are checking me Oh, my out. God. Jerry. No. Okay, so, Jerry, what did y'all do? This is so interesting. A couple of things. What did you do for your date with Ryan? And and the next part is a three-part question. That's the first part. The second part is, didn't he start dating Julianne, is it how? Julianne Huff from, from Dancing with the Stars. That's the second part. And the third part is, didn't well, you want to be on Dancing? With, uh, everybody, Ryan Seacrest dates now, T-Bird. No, that, I think, <laughs> didn't they date? They, I thought they were pretty serious for a while. And then, didn't you want to be on Dancing with the Stars, Jerry? Those are the three, that's oh, a three-part yeah. question. Oh, hell yeah. I thought I you did. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I tried so hard. I like tried to get a hold of producers and all kinds of stuff to yeah, I mm-hmm. wanted to get on that show bad. I'd, I'd kick some butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, some I read butt that. that when did you yeah. try to get on? After when? After Australia? After no, All Stars? After because you were a, uh, a few years later. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It was towards the beginning. Yeah, I, that's all I know. But yeah, they didn't. So they didn't. They didn't bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you never got an audition or anything? You couldn't get close enough because they messed, they messed out not having you in there. I know. Well, they could still, I'd still do it. <laughs> okay. Cherry, can you, can you dance? Can you dance? Yeah. Not everybody can dance. You. So you're. Yeah, I can. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah there oh was my- a, there's a little, little something I did a long time ago. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Jenny, Jenna Maraska. And I think Heidi ended mm-hmm. up doing it years later after I quit. But um, there was like a, a burlesque show that was happening. It was yes. full of uh, girls from reality shows. Mm-hmm. And I did that in Vegas for like two or three months or something like that. And then it got really scandalous and weird. And I said, I'm out of yes. here. <laughs> they were like, okay, so next time we do the show. Um, here's your pasties. And I was like, why are you giving me pasties? They're like, oh, well, we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, you know, it's Vegas. So I said, oh, no, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> You're not paying me enough to dance in pasties. Sorry. <laughs> Jerry, can I ask you a, another question about the, uh, somebody else who you had dated who was famous that, uh, I've recall, tell me if this was like a fever dream uh, that I remember driving around one day and I was listening to Joe Rogan was on the Howard oh, Stern show God. and then you called in, right? <laughs> that you had, you had dated Joe Rogan also, the famous podcaster. No, actually on the show. Yeah, that was a hot mess. Or, or you were on yeah, the so show was- and Joe Rogan called in? No, he was on it too. They, they set me up. Oh, basically is what happened. Yeah. So I, Went out there, out to New York to do the Howard Stern show. I don't even remember what I was promoting. I can't remember, but Mm -hmm. um, I got a phone call the night before and it was Joe Rogan. And keep in mind, I hadn't talked to him in years because that was not a good situation with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
he, I will say, he was a stand-up guy. He gave me the heads up. He said, hey, just, you know, I'm also going to be on Howard Stern tomorrow. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, uh, just, I just wanted you to know. And, you know, you want to meet me for a drink? And I was just like, no, no, thank you. So I went in there. And <laughs> at least I knew he was going to be there. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been blindsided. And he was not one um, of your Howard, husbands, right? No. Oh, dear Lord. No. No, that would have been horribly damaging. (laughs) (laughs) More so than it already was. Are are you surprised to see what a success his podcast has become? That it's basically the number one podcast. Is it really? Oh, God. Yeah. He's been very successful. It has a big deal with Spotify. You know, here's, here's the thing that I... I keep finding over and over again about life. You know, life is not always fair. And a lot of people who are just not good people make it. And unfortunately, that seems to be more the case than people who are really good people who deserve it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've always felt about him. He's a very hateful, just, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine someone would change so drastically from when I knew him to who he is now. Yeah. But I mean, like he, he, he claims that he's, he now smokes weed and he's doing drugs and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm just like, he used to belittle anybody who did that stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, yeah, I'm, I am surprised quite frankly, I'm saddened that it's the number one podcast <laughs> and I'm, I, Every once in a while I hear his name and I'm just like, oh man. Mm-hmm. He, I, I, yeah, when I hear his voice too, I just kind of go, oh God. I don't know. Well, I actually talked to, I actually talked to him earlier today about when you guys date. <laughs> yes. Yes. What did Joe Rogan <laughs> say, T-Bird? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I didn't know what else to No, I'm, I was just kidding. No. <laughs> 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 oh my god you totally got me i was like oh no <laughs> Jerry, i can only imagine what he would say you know he, he at some point he said that he had because of me he had a no headshot policy in his dating life he refused to date anyone who had a headshot which I, is just total bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Cherry, <laughs> uh, why know. did you yeah. apply? Rob, I would much rather see you have the number one podcast. Me too. Me too, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's gonna, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's gonna happen, Jerry. That I don't know if we've uh, ever gotten into that. How, how did you end up on Survivor? You were just a big fan of right. the first season, and then you no. pursued it. No, actually, I never. Okay, so I actually auditioned or sent in a tape for season one, and it was horrible. I mean, you have to understand, it's a different era. We didn't, not everyone had video cameras. You know, we didn't have cell phones with video capabilities. It was, you know, back in the (laughs) dinosaur times. Mm -hmm. The internet was even pretty new back then. Um, But I heard about this show called Survivor. 16 people thrown on an island, last one to survive, gets a million bucks. And I was like, 
just write me the check. I mean, mm-hmm. give me a break. So I made some horrible video. A friend of mine let me borrow a video camera. I shot myself um, sitting on my patio in my Hollywood apartment in my pink bathrobe with my dog on my lap, drinking a cup of coffee, talking about why I should go on I did not get chosen. So when that show started, I refused to watch it. I was like, they didn't pick me. Screw them. Screw their stupid show. Next, you know. Um, And I was in L.A. I was like super busy auditioning and doing all kinds of stuff. So I get a phone call from Lynn Spillman out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Jerry, hey, this is Lynn Spillman. I, I, you know, I. I'm working on survivor casting right now and you'd be perfect for this show. I remember you when I cast you on this MTV show years before, she's like, I, I saw your tape from season that you sent in for season one and it sucked. She's like, I'm giving you one week to put together an awesome tape. I know you're perfect for this show. It was basically like ready, set, go. So I took it upon myself to find the same friend who had a video camera. I borrowed it from him. I had different people shoot me doing like rock climbing and hiking and followed me to work where I was a bartender, like breaking bags of 20 pound bags of ice on the ground and like shaking martinis. And like, I taught myself how to do voiceovers, Mm -hmm. like the whole thing. And it, that tape was amazing. And I sent it in like with seconds to spare before the post office closed on the day of the deadline. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just had this weird feeling. I was like, Oh my gosh this is, this is going to happen. And sure enough, it did. Yeah. I, I had people on the casting team that knew me because I had worked with them in LA before. And this one girl, do you remember Roz? Rosalind? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the name is familiar. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She, she had, Gosh. I'd actually cast her in a play that I wrote back in 98. Mm-hmm. And um, we were really good friends. And she she called me up. She had a really creepy voice like this, like really high pitched voice. I know you guys would know her if you saw her. But um, she called me up. She was like, "Oh my god, Jerry! Like you're you, you're on. You're, we're gonna get you on. We're gonna get you on." I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at this! this is crazy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a good team of people on the casting department who knew me, like and knew that I kicked some butt on that show. Oh God, casting your goal, Jerry. I mean, they had to have known right <laughs> off they were they were you were casting your your goal. So in T Bird's <laughs> intro, uh, she talked about your edit, and I think that you know, uh, l- looking back on it, like I think that it's it's been something that has been talked about uh, quite a bit. Jerry, do you feel like that they envisioned a role for you before they even started filming the show that they wanted to characterize you as being the villain? No, no, not at all. Um, Jeff or Mark Burnett even said to me one time, he's like, you know, Jerry, I got to tell you, I had no idea that you were going to be as tough as you were. So, no. They did not see me in that role at all. I imagine they probably saw me as this kind of like hippy dippy, like, you know, I I went to Burning Man and I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. like this free thinking, like hippie kind of person. Yeah. I don't, they didn't, but that just goes to show you that 
people in casting need to keep in mind that you don't, you can't get an idea of the complete character of somebody sitting in a office judging them. Like it's just, it's a flawed system, Mm -hmm. but you know, what I gave them was, yeah, like it was, it was me and in a very tense, very competitive environment. And when I'm competing, I, I pull out no, you know, I kick some butt. That's just who I am. So I think it might've thrown them off a little bit. (laughs) Jerry, do you feel like that they mischaracterized you in the edit in your first season? Um, I think there was a lot of stuff Frankenstein together and a lot of things taken out of context. Um, and I, I, sadly, I don't think they accurately showed all the moments where Mm -hmm. we were all getting along fine and we having, we were having a lot of fun together. Um, you know, those shows, they only have like what, 42 minutes an episode. Yeah. To piece together three days of material. It's, I get it. You know, it's still a show. That's what I said in the All-Stars when I walked off the finale. I, I was trying to make that point that it's a, it's an entertainment show. It's a show that's set up so that people will get hooked and watch it. And you know, as well as I do, if they showed a 24 hour feed, people would be bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would, it'd be horrible. It'd be like that Big Brother after hours thing. I tried to watch that. I was like, oh my God. It's like watching paint dry. This is horrifying. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 They. I mean, I think we all know that things are taken out of context. And I think I got a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Because I've had people now go back and watch it. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, why did everyone villainize you so badly? Right. It, what it did you even do? Time. Mm. Yeah. It was a different era and you got, you know, a lot of people don't understand these younger folks that, you know, back then, like I said, the internet was new. Chat rooms were new. People were vicious. The tabloids were like the place that you went for scandal and it was in your face in the, you know, grocery store line every day. People don't even look at that stuff anymore. They're too busy on their phone. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was a different era. Yeah. And CBS did a really good job of promoting that show the best way they knew how to get as many viewers as possible. And it worked. I mean, we had 36 million viewers for our finale. Mm -hmm. We beat Friends. Friends final season. Every week we were up against them and we beat them in the rating. Mm -hmm. It was huge. It's a juggernaut. Perspective. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, Jerry, I talked to... uh, (laughs) I talked to I talked to in the Queen Stays Queen about you, um, and she actually said that you are a very intense when you're playing. And she said she didn't have an alliance with you that you you rarely talked game, but you talked more about your dad being a sergeant major and you being an army brat. But she said that um, you're a great player, you're loyal to your alliance. But if you've ever previously played with her and got her voted out or cast a vote against her, she does not forgive and she does not forget. Who said so, that? That was from Sandra. And the Queen Sandra. says Queen. Yes. You know, yeah. it's funny. Sandra Sandra says things that are so far from what actually happened or are true sometimes that I, I'm a little worried about her. <laughs> 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 what are you worried about? What? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that saying that I don't forgive someone that casts a vote against me is silly. That's not true. I I understand sometimes you get to vote a certain way because you're trying to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think she, she has you confused with like, somebody else? I think so. Yeah. That's possible. She's yeah, played a lot of seasons. It's possible. Yeah, she has been on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry, what is what is your proudest what is your proudest accomplishment in everything you've done? What is what stands out to you the, to be your best? In to my the proudest whole life? of? Yes, your whole in- life. Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> Yes. Uh, you know, I think one thing that always stands out to me, even to this day, that I think about um, is the first time I ever had an idea and I saw it all the way to the end and I saw the power of that. Um, I was 28 living in L.A. and, you know, trying to make it as an actress. I was in acting classes and had a agent like doing all the stuff you're supposed to do and I just felt like I needed to take things into my own hands and I had an idea I wrote a a play and it was based on a restaurant bar that I worked at and I basically every night when I was at work would take notes of all these different conversations I heard that were fascinating to me and LA was such it was so funny to me because everything about it that's so cliche, all those cliches are spot on. Like it is LA is just such a trippy place. And even at 28, I saw through it immediately. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this play and it's, I was going to just run it for one weekend. I rented the theater, the whole deal. There's 16 characters in this play. Um, I did full castings for it, like the whole deal. It was, it was a, like Survivor, it was legit... sixteen cast members. <laughs> it was a legit situation. Hold on, my neighbors turned their hardly on. Um, yeah, so I saw it happen to all the way to the end. I had to extend the run. It sold out every weekend, and I was so proud of myself that I actually made that happen and got people interested. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a good lesson for me for, you know, the rest of my career in LA was just be persistent. And if you can't find the work, make the work. Mm -hmm. And I wish now I could, you know, things change when you start getting older and, you know, I, I do miss some things about LA. Um, Come here, Rocky. But I think the thing that that really is hard in LA and why it's so hard to make it in that business because there's so very few really good people that you can find to create relationships with. Mm-hmm. That's why I left. I I just was like I'd lived there 21 years and I didn't have a solid group of friends. And without friends, it's really hard to make it in that business because you cannot do anything in the movie business by yourself. You need a team of people. And that was always my biggest hurdle. And so 
you know, just recently I've kind of started throwing it out to the universe again that I am on a quest. Yeah. I have not given up. I'm I'm on a quest to put together a good team of people to do projects with. Yeah. Well, the good news is that in 2020, that you don't need to be in Los Angeles to, you know, do any sort of creative endeavor that you want to get involved in. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. I just, I'm honestly, I moved up to Napa Valley. I've been kind of hiding out up here and Mm -hmm. just live in a quote unquote normal sort of existence, even though I'm in an extraordinary place. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very remote. I'm lucky that this phone call hasn't been interrupted several times. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I'm just recharging my batteries right now. I just turned 50. It's a big deal. It makes you very introspective. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Jerry, have you kept in touch with anybody that you lived with uh, in the Surreal Life house? <laughs> Hammer? Um, no. Gabrielle Carteris? Not really. Not really, no. But I'm sure if I ever reached out to them, they'd be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, we we all we had a lot of fun in that house. That was a really great season. Season one of the Surreal Life was groundbreaking mm-hmm. yeah. i think everything that came out of that Lewis. was very yeah i lo- manny i love yeah. manny yeah Corey feldman we... he stays in the news <laughs> oh god is he what what's he up to now i haven't oh hey i mean yeah, that, nothing in particular but he's always uh like uh <laughs> the, you know any given time you could probably go on tmz he's got something going on <laughs> yeah i like I said, I know if I reached out to any of them, they'd all be super stoked because we were all pretty tight. It was a very interesting situation. T-Bird, um, do you even know what we're I talking think- about? I, I'm, I know. Th- no. Yes. Jerry was on another <laughs> show watch, where I, she lived I knew she with, was, fa- with famous celebrities yeah. in a house. Season I had that one. in my intro that yeah. she was in the surreal, but I did not watch it. So... I got a lot of catching up to do on Jerry. I've just be, I've just been watching the video over and over. I don't know. I'm going to have to branch out to this other work Jerry's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cue the video. Cue the cue the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be calling you later, T Bird, when that song is still stuck in my head. You look out, <laughs> Jerry. What is the what is the biggest misconception about you that most people think they know about you, but they but they're totally wrong? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, at this point, I don't really know what people think about me anymore. I mean, I can say at some point, everyone thought I was a bitch, mm-hmm. and that was like so far from the truth. But I mean, I think now over time, people have realized that. that yeah. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. But Jerry, is um, there? Can I ask a, a question about that? Because I feel like that uh, if you had that reputation, like it's such a low bar that if you meet anybody in person, and uh, if you're even like uh, remotely civil, that they say, "Wow, oh, uh, she was so much nicer." That I, I thought she was going to be, uh, you know what? And uh, no, she was nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely works in your favor. Yeah. Um, I've always said that I much rather prefer to be underestimated, which, you know, just as a woman happens quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer that sometimes just because then it's so much easier when you 
kick ass is something for people to be totally blown away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve. People know what they're getting into when they meet me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really easy person to, to understand on, I mean, on a basic level. Obviously, I'm very complicated sometimes. That is true. But mm-hmm. um, overall, yeah, you hang out with me. If if uh, I, if I don't like you, I won't hang out with you. <laughs> it's just very simple. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have time to be fake anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I moved out of L.A. Jerry, I'm sure you must uh, have heard this before, but uh, that you're such an important figure in the history of reality TV, and especially in terms of you know how women are depicted on reality TV. Do you feel like that things have gotten a lot better for women in terms of how they're portrayed on these shows, or do you think that things there's still a lot of work that needs to be done? Uh, I think that's a good question for Jeff Probst. You should ask him if he thinks that there's, if, are there any interesting female characters on Survivor now? Yeah. See so what he said. If, <laughs> if I was going to channel him, for, I think that that is uh, not a super recent, like I, if I if I had to guess, I would say that that interview was probably from like five years ago. Uh, it was, Rob, it was in 2012. Okay. So yeah. So, okay. So that eight years ago, I don't think he would, I, I think that whether or not he thinks it, I think that he would be smart enough not to say that uh, answer <laughs> today. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I did, there's so much bad reality TV out there where, mm-hmm. where women, I think, are selling themselves very cheaply for camera time. I think there's probably a lot more that can still be done in terms of, you know, getting people to see women on TV differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, but this is also a really great time to be a woman because, you know, there's the hashtag Me Too movement now, which has done a lot for women speaking up and standing up for themselves and younger girls learning that it's a different, it's a different time. You don't let people treat you like crap like stand up for yourself so i i think this is a really good time actually to be a woman we just need a woman president now that's what we need so jerry also well there's you know there hadn't been a female winner is this right rob it's been six seasons since we've had a female yeah, winner survivor. sarah lacina in season 34 so this is the longest so stretch of time in the history of the show that we haven't had a woman winner yeah. Wow. Why do you think that? Is? So, Jerry, why do you think that hey, is? Jerry, we can't even get a woman survivor winner right now. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Honestly, I I watched season 40, but I think I missed probably, I don't know. I wouldn't say that you missed of, anything. Five years of survivors. I think I missed 10 seasons in there. I mm-hmm. just wasn't interested anymore and for a while i know you were really in it you were doing the your recaps and everything yeah yeah i was like breaking it down yeah looking at it being you know the critic Mm -hmm. jerry you had a podcast back this was a big deal for me i was telling my husband about this while i was a lot of reasons i was really excited to talk to you today lots of reasons but back for second chances, Cambodia second chances, 
you had a podcast where I guess you interviewed all of us. Yeah. And you interviewed me, Jerry. And I just remember thinking, wow, I can't believe I'm being interviewed by Jerry. I mean, that was really an exciting thing for me. It it really was, Can we go back even further, T-Bird? That I feel like that, Jerry, I remember being a fan. And didn't you have a show? Was it on on E! That was like a after-the-episode recap of Survivor? Yeah, she did. Yeah. You're a pioneer for Survivor recaps. Yeah. Yeah, with, um, oh, what was his name? One of the e-hosts at the time. Really nice guy. God, yeah, that was a long time. That was, I think, T-Bird, I think your season. I was uh, doing that show for your season because I remember going on there and talking smack about Lex. Because mm-hmm. I fell for all the editing crap. I was like, oh, that guy Lex. You know, and then I met Lex in person. He was like, Jerry, how could you? Mm-hmm. I got the same rap as you. And I was like, oh, wow. I never thought of it that yeah. way. Did I, I exactly. Like, yeah. Do my Jerry, wedding. Shame. Shame on That's me. That's exactly <laughs> the... I mean, and, and Jerry, you know about Lex. He got really hit hard after Africa, just like you did. And he's like what the greatest, greatest guy in the world will do anything for anybody. So I know he's amazing. He's amazing. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your biggest, Jerry, what's your biggest, what's your biggest pet peeve? What aggravates you the most? (laughs) Um, People chewing with their mouth open. I just, I was like nails on a chalkboard, which is also very aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Nails on a chalkboard is is very annoying. Yeah. But yeah, I just bad table manners. Oh, it just drives me nuts. Like, did your mama not teach you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a list, but that, that one just one pops in my head because I'm still amazed when I meet people who chew with their mouth open. That'll be something when we dial in our reality show. This dinner for six, we're going to have to yeah, keep no all mouth that in open. Check. <gasps> yeah, that's right. We're going to have to keep all that in check. Oh my gosh! No, so Jerry, no, another Just person. Let people do it. Let people do it. <laughs> then, then they can see themselves on TV. Then maybe they'll like stop. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, you have a big fan in 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 Mitchell. Mitchell. Has and I'm going to send you when we hang up. I'm going to send you this picture of you and Mitchell that he sent me. That he says that he has this picture in his room now of the of, of you two. He said you are his all time favorite people ever. He said the kind of friend you can pick up with right where you left off with zero gap in the friendship. He said he adores you. That's from Mitchell. Oh, I, love I know. Yeah, he's one of my favorites too. I gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Mitchell Mitchell was amazing. I Australia. We had so much fun out there. We really did. And it just always used to bum me out how much they never showed. I wish they would have um pieced together like all the unseen footage of Australia the way they do nowadays. Ugh. So many great moments. But yeah, Mitchell. you know, Keith, we talked to Keith a few weeks ago and he said that you guys have actually stayed in touch and he's had quite a career since Australia with everything he's doing. So um, 
Do you know he told us he was supposed to be on season one and he thought he was supposed to be in Richard Hatch's position, but he couldn't go because he was filming some kind of a food show, cooking show somewhere in the islands. Yeah. And now so he doesn't cook all- at all, Jerry. And and you are a professional chef. <laughs> Look how it all worked out. Yeah. Life well, is crazy. Yeah. Life is crazy right. like that. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying you're not surprised that he's not a uh, cook anymore? I'm, I'm just being no comment. Yeah, cat. yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't really talk to Keith too much. Um, every once in a while, I, I find him on Facebook, but um, yeah, he seems very happy. He's been through a lot. That guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of felt bad that you know I might have had something to do with him not cooking anymore. <laughs> I had a little bit of guilt about that, to be quite honest. Um, but you know, I, I don't. What, what's he doing now? He's still like camera. He's a cameraman. He's a deep. He's a, yeah. He's a f- documentary filmmaker. Good for him. That, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. He sounds like he's happy. Jerry, you might have pushed in him into this amazing career he's doing now. He's doing some beautiful documentaries. Itney Rob. I mean, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Yeah. You might Aww, be the one to great. credit to credit for that. Yes. <laughs> you pushed him to uh where he was supposed to be, help him find his purpose. Yes, you well, helped him find his way. Yeah, you know, he was working in restaurants. That is a nightmare. I would never be a chef in a restaurant. That is like awful, awful, yeah. just horrible, horrible job. It's no. No. So I don't blame him. <laughs> Doing documentaries is way, way better for your soul, your everything, your body. Yeah. Uh, good for him. T-Bird, do you have anything anything else for Jerry? No, I, I guess I'll just call. And Jerry, do you have anything else for us? And if not, I'll close with this, what I've got here, because I thought this was really, really special. Something you actually said, Jerry. Whoa. You ready for it? Oh. Yes, it's really cool. I I actually watched you say this um, several times and you were so passionate and it was so heartfelt. This is this is what you said. Well, this is what you said. Well, it's official. I'm 50. A really good time to reflect and stop. Take some time and feel blessed. Good things will come of this. It will. I know it. I just know it at the very core of who I am. I know that amongst all this chaos, there's some great change and progress and some amazing things right around the corner. A lot of growth. So that is why I feel so blessed today on this day that I turned 50 years old. <laughs> that was on your Facebook, Jerry. Yeah, so that was anybody my 50th this- birthday. She did a video, Rob, and that's what she said, yeah. and it was so heartfelt. She I mean, a lot of research. It's <laughs> really yeah, heartfelt. I haven't posted anything on my my Jerry Manty pages in a bajillion years. I just, I just felt like right now everything is so crazy, and there's so many broken people that feel hopeless and helpless, and everything seems so dire and dark and you know, you can focus on the darkness or you can look into the light and I choose to look into the light. I really honestly 
feel like good things are coming because people are talking about things they never talked about before. People are prioritizing things they never thought about. It's, it's a really tough time for a majority of people in the world, not even just the United States right now. Mm -hmm. It's crazy right now, but I really am excited that so many people are, you know, stepping into the light and letting themselves be taught and learn about what's going on. Like I, I don't want to get political here or anything. I'm not a political person at all whatsoever, but I've had to pay attention for the first time in my life to how things work. And Mm -hmm. our system is broken. It's broken and it needs to be fixed. And it's only going to be fixed by all of us standing up and paying attention and doing something about it. So, yeah, I am hopeful, even though sometimes it's hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Overall, I really do feel like good things are going to come. I really do. All right. Jerry, is there anything that you want people to check out? I know you don't go on your Facebook pages. Do you want people to follow you on Twitter or Instagram or anything? Um, I think I do more stuff on Instagram than anything nowadays. Um, I post a lot of food pictures and I post links to recipes that I try out. And yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's What's that's your Instagram, Jerry? Jerry Mancy. Okay. And I don't know how you get verified. I've never been verified on Instagram, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, Look, how Zebra, do you do that? <laughs> Zebra, Jer- Jerry is so popular. She used to have a Jerry Manthe Facebook 1 and Jerry Manthe Facebook 2. Yes. Yes. I still do. Mm-hmm. I still do. But I never Two go Facebooks. on it because I, Facebook is, ew, wow, it, suck so much of your time you got to be careful well you have two facebook's if you only had one it would be half as much <laughs> well the only you, you have five thousand friends yeah ten thousand friends that's why it takes so much time that's crazy yeah all right jerry it was so nice to hear your voice today oh nice to talk to you guys too how did you guys end up doing this together i was gonna ask that earlier what? Yeah. How the two of you? So, that I, I mean, I do the podcast and I've been doing this for 10 years, but we started this series where T-Bird is trying to round people up that we haven't heard from in a little while. So she goes out and she's like a bounty hunter. Uh, well, Jerry, Jerry, he left something out. He left something out. We talk to people that the fans want to hear from. Yeah. So, and usually most, most of the people we've talked to up to now has been all old school. So it's been really great to catch up with old school. And, and, and Jerry, when you think of old school, I mean, your, your name is right up there at the top, absolutely at the top of the list. Did I say you were, did I say you were casting gold? And and I love that you played so many times and that you have come full circle and even the fans have come full circle with you to see how you went from your to being a villain, a villainess and how you've come full circle and people realize, like Lex said, you're just real. Yeah. What you see is what you get. And I, I love and appreciate that so much about you. Well, thank you. Yeah. And you know what? I will say thank you to all the fans who watch this. Or listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Rob, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Jerry. I, I'm, yes. And congratulations on 10 years. 
of your podcast. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. yes. And, 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 <laughs> and T-Bird, <laughs> you are bringing an energy to the program. <laughs> Nobody else could. I tell you, it's been really fun being in contact with you again as well. <laughs> yeah. And thank Jerry, you, Jerry, thank you for everything today and uh, everything that you said on the podcast. And I just hope that you remember to uh, have a little faith, okay? <laughs> oh my God. I almost bit on that. I was like, faith for what, Rob? <laughs> that's going to be like the. No- hey, uh, G- that's going to be Jerry and Rob. That's going to be like the number one pulled up video once we post this. It's going to Faith is Faith Hill's going to be like, why is everybody pulling YouTube in this video? And it's going to be because of you, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> There you go. Oh, oh God. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, thanks. I have that song stuck in my head now, probably for the next two days. All right. <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much, okay? All right. Thank you, you guys. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Thank you, Jerry. Bye. You too. Right, bye. bye. All right, T-Bird. There you have it. Jerry Manthe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was Yes. Jerry. Oh, my goodness. You know, when you start looking at somebody that's played three times and everything that she's done in the span of, and and what I learned about Jerry, way before she even played Survivor, like she was saying, she was writing plays and, and all these videos and different things. She's done a lot even way up until Survivor, and she continues to keep going. So expect more from Jerry. Jerry's yeah. not finished. She's had many different acts in terms of uh, what she's done over her entire career. Yeah. So even at 50, I'm expecting a lot more from Jerry. She's not done yet. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. Uh, I think we are done uh, for today, at least, T-Bird. Yes. Yes. Uh, a- a- anything else you want to let the <laughs> listeners know? No. Keep sending in those requests. Okay. All right. Are you getting close we're on, with anybody we're else? We're on a roll. Yeah. We're on a roll now. There we are. Um, I never know. Okay. All of a sudden, it just, you know, I never know, but I'm hopeful. I'm very yeah. hopeful. You do anything for Halloween, T-Bird? You know what? Glenn was talking to me about that yesterday, about us dressing up and just walking around somewhere. So, you know, it's just so fun to play dress up in a costume, even mm-hmm. if you're just staying at home, even if you're staying at home. So, well, what about you? Yeah, I know the kids are dressing up. Yeah, they're going to dress up. But we'll do something. We'll do something, but we're not going to go out trick or treating. I think Nicole's planning like some activities here at the house. Hey, y'all could do like, like a drive-through Halloween party, like you did for Dominic's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be good. Perfect. Just throw the candy in the car. That's right. Get me. Get on with my day. <laughs> yeah, gonna get back and do more podcasts. And that's right. Okay. All right. Uh, of course, you could follow the great. At T Bird Cooper on Twitter. Let her know who you want to hear from next on the Talking with T Bird podcast. Of course, all this podcasting is made possible by the patrons of Rob as a podcast. Find out more about everything we're doing at Rob has a website.com slash patron. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.